on our final uh, message of this uh, election theme. Of course, the election is this Tuesday. And hallelujah, we can stop hearing about all this stuff. Stop seeing the ads. It'll be over. And oh my goodness, I, I just, I've had enough. It's getting ugly. And it always does. And I, I always enjoy it for a couple, for a little while, but then, but by the week before, I'm just, I'm done. I don't have anything to do with it. But, uh, uh, it's, with, of course, our theme hasn't been political. It's been about the church. And, uh, our first, uh, the first message was called Show Up. Talking about the importance of church attendance, just like it's important. If you want to make a difference in this country, you need to show up and vote. And I hope you all do that Tuesday. If you haven't already, hope you get out there and hope you vote and hope you vote for the right people. Uh, but I'm not, uh, at the same time, I hope you do it. I thank God we have the right and to do that in this country. And the way I look at it, if you don't vote, you shouldn't complain. And I like to complain, so I'm going to vote. And then also, the next week said, "Speak up! We need to speak up. We need to, you know, there's a, there's a lot of people that are falling for a lot of this stuff that's coming out of these politicians' mouths. And you know, maybe if somebody that they knew, somebody they trusted, came along and said, you know what, you don't want to listen to this guy. He's going, he's leading you wrong, and you explained it to him. It might help us to stop electing all these crooks. I mean, look at it in Illinois, two governors in a row gone to prison, and uh, it's. You know, it's pretty sad. But uh, we need to speak up and about our church. We need to speak up. We need to tell people about our church. We need to tell people about Christ. And then last week, uh, we talked about settling up. We need to settle up. We need to make sure that we uh, support the work of the Lord financially. Just like candidates, they want you to give their financial support. It's a big help. They need it. Uh, the church also needs it. And then this week, for the final one, this one is called Sign Up. Sign up. And one thing that you can do in an election, if you want to help to elect the right people and to make a difference, it does help. I'm not, I'm not recommending that you do this because uh, both parties anymore, they're so crooked anymore. But it does help them if people register. That way they kind of know who they can go to for help. Uh, if you register, you're probably going to be in their mailing list and things, and they're going to know they're more likely to get money from you. Uh, you know, if I'm registered as a Republican, the Democrats are not going to be uh, sending me uh, things asking for money. They know they're going to be wasting a stamp <laughs> if they do that. And uh, and then if they're needing help or volunteers, they're going to kind of the that party's going to know where they can go and kind of get that help from. But we're not talking about that. We're not talking about politics. But in the church, it is so important. Uh, church membership is very, is very, very important. Uh, as now, uh, our church, we've been here for a little over a year now. We've, uh, we've chartered. We are, uh, an independent local church. And we, we have members. And, uh, we, uh, we welcome members. I don't believe it's something we ought to take lightly. I encourage you if you're you know, wanting to join this church that you know uh, we have copies of our constitution things you know read see what we believe make sure uh, that that's what you believe if you have questions you know talk to me about it I uh, but uh, joining a church it is very very important and we're going to see here in the Bible why it's important it's important now even for for legal reasons and things um, you know we have. You know, legal responsibilities and things. You know, we need to make sure that we're uh, we're paying our bills. You know, if we're gonna if we're gonna get loans for things or whatever as a church, you know, we need to have 
Uh, there's certain positions that we need to have filled. We need treasurers. We need uh, we need trustees. We we need all those things, and those all have to come from members, people who have um, committed uh, to the church. And listen, if you join our church, we are not a cult. If you decide later on you're going to move on, uh, we're not going to make sure that you lose your job uh, everywhere and that you can't get a loan anywhere and that we, uh, we're not going to shun you and uh, do all these horrible things to your house. Is hopefully not going to get egged. Uh, if, if you do, it will be somebody else in the church who is doing it uh, without our knowledge. But it's not like that. You're not selling your soul uh, to us. Uh, hopefully, if you're joining a church, you're saved. Uh, you've been baptized. Your soul belongs to Christ, uh, not us. And but at the same time, we want you to take it serious that that you do, uh, you know, believe like we do, and that you're uh, you're going to uh, basically uh, advance the same teaching that we are. Hopefully, you know, we are we are a Baptist church. If you join, I hope that you don't come in and try to turn us into a Catholic church or some other religion. That's not uh, what we're gonna. That's not what we're here for. And if and if you have more questions about those specific things, I hope. Uh, I hope you would talk to me about that. But I want us to look and see what the Bible says about the church. And uh, more importantly, you might be thinking, well, why is it so important that I join? You know, why, why, does it, why does it really matter? Why, am I really that important? And first of all, let me say, yes, you are. You're very important. You're absolutely necessary. And really, this message here is, uh, is going to... Uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to do it on Sunday school or during the morning service. But I'm, going to, I'm going to be preaching some messages here in the near future about spiritual gifts. You might not know this, but everybody, every one of you in here, if you are saved, that you have a spiritual gift that God has given you. You, you have something. And discovering that uh, what your spiritual gift is, is very exciting. It helps you uh, to know, kind of help you find God's will. For your life, because it's God that gave you that gift, and if God gives you a gift, He wants you to use it for His purpose. And and we're all different. We're not all the same. We don't have all the same abilities. And we're going to see some of that in this message this morning. But in First Corinthians chapter twelve, the first several verses, we're not going to take time to read through all of them, but it talks a lot about it talks a lot about spiritual gifts. And then it goes on in verse 12. It says, For as the body is one and hath many members, and all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink unto one Spirit. For the body is not one member, but many." All of you in here today, you have one body. Okay? We only have one. But you have many parts, don't you? We all have there's we all have many parts. We have fingers, toes, hands, arms, legs, necks. I mean, we have all kinds. There's all kinds of parts. There's parts that you probably don't even know that you have. There are parts that are on the inside, parts that you can't see that are very important. I've never seen my heart, but I know I've got one. And I'm glad I have one. And you know what? With medical science the way it is today, if I ever need to, I could probably even get a new one. But you know what? I don't want to. I want to keep this one. Uh, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to. I like to keep the parts that I have. But we all have many parts, and they're all very important. And notice too, it's talking about a body here. That's something we need to realize about a church. We are a body 
of believers. Now listen, there's other churches all over this world. Churches that are real churches. But at the same time, this passage here is talking about this, like the local body of believers. We are separate. We're not a part of a body of a universal church that could be all over the world. This is talking about individual church bodies, and that's what we are here. And if you are a part of this church, you are a part of that. And it says it says there that there's there's many members, there's many parts. They're all, the body is not one member, but many. And everybody they play a different role in the church, just like your body. All the parts of your body they all play different roles. They have different purposes. They're absolutely necessary. Verse 15 says, "If the foot shall say, because I am not the hand." I am not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear shall say, Because I am not the eye, I am not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where were the smelling? That that verse reminds me of a really dumb joke. I probably shouldn't even tell it, but I have to. Because every time I read that verse, my dad used to tell this story about these people one time. They had a baby and... Uh, you know, they, there were some complicated things. Dad had to leave the room, and they, uh, the nurse comes out, and he's got the baby all wrapped up in a blanket, and comes and says, "I'm sorry, but we have some bad news." And he's like, "You know what? What is? You know, is the baby okay? Is it alive?" It's like, "Yes, it's alive, but your baby, it's all it is is just it's one big eye." And the dad he looks and here's this giant eyeball. His baby's just one big eye. And he just looks and he starts crying. He's like, what could be worse? What could be worse? And the nurse said, it's blind. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> lame joke, but every time I read that verse, I think of that story. I had to tell it. But it says, if the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? Can you Listen, I thank God for my eyes. And my eyes aren't very good. I'm wearing some pretty powerful contacts right now. They're not that good. But I thank God for them. I would not want to lose them. I thank the Lord for my hearing. I'm thankful for all my senses. I'm thankful for every part of my body. It's important. Listen, there's parts of my body that I could lose and still get along fine. There's people who do not have their legs. that are missing arms. There's people like that. And they can live. And there's things that they can still do, but understand, it's it's difficult. There's a lot of challenges. Every one of them is important. And every one of you in here, if God has put you here, and God has made you a part of this church, you are a part of that body. And we need all the different parts that we can. They say that there's, I think we have close to 200 different bones in our body. And uh, I don't... I don't know what they all are, but you know what? I'm glad I have all of them. I don't want to break any of them. You break one, uh, you have problems. And everybody, we we play different roles in the church. And we can all look and try to say which one's more important, but you know what? They're all important. They're all necessary. We need all of them. And when, if we don't have one of them, maybe God has made, maybe, you know, spiritually speaking, you're the left hand of the church. And you're like, we know what? The left hand, I can't, you know, I'm not near as good as my left hand as I am my right hand. I'm right handed. Well, I should be the right hand of the church. Listen, if God made you the left hand, you need to be content being the left hand. That's what he's trying to say in this passage here. 
It's about I want to be the right hand. That's more important. No, what's important is that you are where God has put you. It's God that puts the body together. It's God that brings people into the church. It's God that gives them the abilities that He has. It's Christ that puts the body together as it pleases Him. Verse 18, But now hath God set the members, every one of them, in the body as it hath pleased Him. And if they were all one member, where were the body? But now are they made many members, yet but one body. There are so many things. I could talk and talk about just different things that are so important in the church. Things that people don't notice. I thank God for people who come and they help clean this place. If we didn't do that, I can promise you it won't be long. And People are going to come in here and think, you know, this church, they obviously don't take this place very serious and neither do I. That's important. We start letting the place smell and get nasty. It's it's going to affect some things. You might have people that it's not that important. Yes, it is. Thank God we have people that help uh, with the lawn and mow the grass. We start letting this place get overgrown. People are going to look and say, "Oh, this place probably isn't even open." Have you ever drove by some place and everything's all overgrown? You're thinking uh, nobody lives there. Nothing's going on there. That kind of thing. It's important. You might not think it's a big deal, but it is. I mean, teaching you know teaching a Sunday school class. You know, they're just a bunch of little kids. We know what those kids are going to be adults someday. Those kids, they're going to be moms and dads someday. They're going to be husbands and wives. They may even be pastors of churches or missionaries or deacons or trustees. They, who knows what they might be? It is all important. I thank God that I had Sunday school teachers growing up. I had a bunch of different ones. I thank God for them. I can remember many of the things they taught me. Many of the Bible stories I know. Even some of the examples I give now are examples I remember getting from my Sunday school teacher. That little gem I just gave you about the eyeball. I got that from my dad. I know that probably didn't have anything spiritual. But you say we learn these things and they're they're important. They help. I mean everything. Working in the nursery. Thankfully we have somebody in the nursery right now. It's just my daughter in there, but if she was in here, she would make her presence known. It would be distracting. And it helps. Having those things are all Important, and when you don't have it, it's it. You can tell it's difficult. Most of you in here right now, you probably don't think very much about your thumbs. You're not. You're not you don't think about it. But let me tell you, if you lost that thumb, you're going to notice. It's going to. You're you're really going to notice. I heard I heard about a guy that lost his thumb one time, and it. He thought it would be fine. It was so bad on. He actually had him remove his big toe. And put it on his hand. I don't know if that's true or not, but I was like, but you know what? I got thinking about it. you know try doing something without your thumb. You need it. It's important. And let me tell you, you might think I'm not that important in the church, but I'm here to tell you that if, when you're not here, and if you're not doing what God wants you to do, what God has placed you here for, it's going to be felt. We're going to notice it. And God has God has put you where it has pleased Him. God has given you the abilities to do what He wants you to do. Every part, it's necessary and important. Verse 21, "...and the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of thee. Nor again to the head, to the feet, I have no need of you. Nay, much more than those members of the body which seem more feeble are necessary." 
That one verse there reminds me of another story, but I'm not going to tell it. It's even dumber than the last one. But, and the whole members of the body, which we think to be less honorable upon these, we bestow more abundant honor, and our uncomely parts have more abundant comeliness. For our comely parts have no need, but God hath tempered the body together, having given more abundant honor to that part which is lack. One thing that's going to happen whenever, with, with, when it comes to any part of our body, you might think it's not that important, right? physically speaking. Okay, you might think, I my my foot's not that important. But let me tell you something: your foot starts hurting, it's going to affect your whole body. It's going to affect everything. If your foot's hurting, you're not going to be able to walk right. Your head, it can talk about how important it is all the time, but it needs your foot to get around to where it needs to go. Your head, your your eyes might think, you know, my eyes are the most important thing. But you know what? Those eyes, if they don't have the hands to do the work that you are looking at, it's not going to even be good. You can look at it all you want, but the eye can't really do anything in that area. You need those hands. We need every one of those parts. They're important and they're necessary. And when one's missing or if one's hurting, we're all going to, we're all going to notice. The parts can only serve their purpose though when they're connected. Verse 25 says that there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care one for another. That word schism means, uh, it means a division. Okay? I thank God for every one of my body parts. Okay, I'm glad I'm glad I have them all. As far as I know, the only thing that's missing, I don't have my appendix. And you know, I'd have preferred to keep them, but they were hurt really bad. They had to go, and and they're gone. <laughs> Brother Gon was pointing at the brain. Sometimes I feel like I'm missing some of that. And uh, but at the same time, there's not supposed to be a division. I I'm thankful for my fingers, but you know what? They need to be connected. Okay, if it gets disconnected, it's not going to do any good anymore. You know, truth is, I'm not going to keep it. Around. I'm not going to save it. I asked them if they had saved my appendix. I was kind of wanting to see them. I wasn't going to keep them or anything like that. But I kind of wanted to see them. I don't even know what they look like. And they they sucked it up in a vacuum or something, I guess, and it was long gone. I'm thinking that was part of my body. You know, have a little more consideration than that. But obviously, they didn't. They didn't look at it as important. <laughs> but uh, but the same thing if you if people they have lost body parts as far as I know people don't usually save them okay if something happens you have to you have to remove a hand or a foot you're not going to save it because you know what for it to work and for it to serve its purpose it needs to be connected and that's why as a church we are we're one body. We're one group, and God has placed all of us here. And it's God that it's God that wants to to join us together as a church. And listen, if if I lose my arm, it could serve a few purposes. Okay, if I got in a fight, I could grab it with my other arm and beat you with it. But it's not going to work as good as if it's connected to my arm. And that's why we need people that are joined to the church, that are that are connected to the church, that are there, and that we can. You know, we're a new church. It's going to be a while before we get everything working right. Before we're a, you know a well-oiled machine. It's just like that little baby when it's born. It's born. It's it's born with all of its body parts. But as time goes, it grows and it learns to use the hands a little bit better. My daughter Allie, if you ask her how old she is, she always says two. She can't, she can't really do that yet. She doesn't have that kind of coordination in her fingers yet. But over time, she'll start to be able to do all those things. 
When I was a kid, I couldn't do the Spock thing. I remember I had to work really hard to get to where I could do uh, where I could do that. I was proud of it when I finally gained that ability. But you know, we learn how to do more and more things, and we're just a baby church right now. We're brand new, and we might not we might not do things the best. We might be tripping and falling and making messes every now and then. We're going to do that. But as time goes on and as we grow, we're going to gain more coordination. We're going to get better at what we do. We're going to become stronger. And we're going to be able to do things do things that right now we're not able to do. We're a baby church. I'm not going to tell my I'm not going to tell my daughter Allison to go out and mow the grass. She's not ready for that. But I can tell my boys to do those kind of things. You know, they're they're growing up. They're able to do those things. And there's a lot that I believe that God wants us to do as a church right now. We might not be ready for it, but over time, I believe God is going to give us the people that we need. He's going to give us the parts we need in this body. He's going to uh, He's going to strengthen us. But we've got to start doing some things now. My daughter Allie, uh, when when she, you know she's walking around now, she started pretty young. But if she'd have never, if if we'd have just kept her in a you know car seat all the time, never let her get out, never let her crawl around, never let her walk, then. You know, I don't know how long you can go. I mean, I, I've heard stories of people who uh, were like... I heard, I heard a horrible story one time about a girl whose parents they kind of kept her tied down for years. And she didn't grow like she was supposed to. She didn't. I mean, the disabilities she had were, were horrible because of the abuse that she had. And her, she was just never allowed to do anything. Never went out. And it was, it was horrible what it did to her. But you know, kids, you do. You let them. You let them crawl around. You let them climb up on things. You know what? They fall over sometimes. And they bump their heads and things. And as a parent, you get worried about it, but you've got to let them get out and do those things so they can get stronger. And so they eventually they can do more. Eventually they can walk. And eventually they'll be able to run. And eventually they'll be able to work and do all those different things. We, but And right now, we're just a baby church. We might not be able to do a whole lot. But if we keep on doing what, we're, what we can do, God's going to strengthen us. We're going to be able to start adding to those things. And someday we're going to look back at where we are today and we're like, boy, we really weren't much of a church back then. <laughs> we weren't really doing that. I mean, look at all the ministries we have now. Look at all the things we could do now. Boy, we weren't very good at this. We weren't very good at that. Well, we were a new church. We were just a baby church. But God, God's going to give us what we need and if we put it to use and if we follow His will and if we all do our part, It'll be amazing what can be done someday. It's amazing what the human body is able to do. We just had the Olympics here this summer, and what some of these people are able to do is just—it's crazy. But you know how they're able to do that? They're—they're very focused people. They're very committed. They work very hard. Lots of training. Lots of things that they do. Lots of things they don't do. You don't see uh, those people, you know, hanging out at the Ryan's buffet and places like that that I like to go. They. They're always eating vegetables and healthy things, and and they're able to do amazing things. And as a church, though, I hope we can be we can be an amazing church that can do amazing things. And we can if we follow God, if we do the things that He's commanded us to do. But we've got to all be we've all got to be connected as a people. As people, we can do things our own way and probably make things appear successful. But if our goal is to please God and do His will. We have to do things His way. If we wanted, as a people, we could probably build a pretty big work with a whole lot of people. 
Okay, lots of people do that. But we want to make sure, more important than anything, that we are doing the will of God, that we're doing things His way so we can have His power. And our power, we're only going to be able to do so much. And to tell you the truth, you know, just building big buildings and getting big crowds, that doesn't mean a thing spiritually. I've said it before, I'll say it again. If getting big crowds means you're spiritual, then the most spiritual people in the world are baseball players and football players. I tell you, the football stadiums are going to have bigger crowds than the churches today. Okay, it's not that. Our goal is to do what God wants us to do, and we can do amazing things. And as as a church, as we as uh, as one body, we're going to care about each other. That's something that we all need. We all need to uh, you know look out for each other. Verse twenty six says, "And whether one member suffer, all the members suffer with it; or one member be honored, all members rejoice with it." I'll tell you how many of us before we our whole body has been laid out because of a headache. You ever been there? Before? Just a headache. It's just your head that hurts. The rest of your body's fine. Why don't you go out and do the work? Why don't you go out and do whatever you need to do? It's just your head. So, so what? Uh, just that head hurting, it'll, it'll disable you sometimes. It's just your knee. Your knee hurts. You hurt your knee. You got two of them. Just deal with it. You can hop around on one foot. Yeah, we could. But you know what? I'd rather not. I'd rather, I'd rather walk around with two healthy knees and when we have one part that's hurting, the whole, the whole body hurts. And we need, and, that, and as a church, the same thing. If we got people in our church who are hurting spiritually, hey, that that hurts all of us. That hurts our whole church, and we need to try to help those people. We need to try to be a blessing to them. We need to try to encourage each other. Because you know what? I mean, sometimes we're all we all are that person that needs that encouraging word sometimes. Where it's going to be us one of these days, and so we need to make sure that we're trying to be that for other people because we're all going to need it. We need to look out for each other. There are many spiritual gifts that we ought that God has out there, and we ought to desire them so we can put them to good use. Look at what it says in verse 27. Now ye are the body of Christ and members in particular. And God hath set some in the church, first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healings, helps, governments, diversities of tongues, are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Are all workers of miracles? Have all the gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? But covet earnestly the best gifts, and yet show unto you a more excellent way. Not everybody is the same thing. It would, it would be bad if everybody in this church was pastors. Okay? That just wouldn't work real good. Um, so I've been told by many pastors who have had former pastors in their church, they always say that they are either a huge blessing or a huge pain in the neck. <laughs> and so, a lot of times they're a blessing because they know how to be a blessing. They know what it's like being a pastor. Some of them, though, they forget that they're not the pastor and they try to be the pastor and it creates trouble. And uh, we need we uh, we're not all we're not all the same. We can't all be the piano player. We can't all be the usher. We can't all be all those things, but we can find what it is that God has for us. And He names off a bunch of these things. And in the next several weeks, I'm hoping to start talking about some of these things and helping people identify their spiritual gift. 
Because you have one that God wants you to use and He wants you to use it. In His church, there are many people today that God has given gifts to and they've misused them. I wonder, a lot of, a lot of famous singers that are out there, you know where they got their start? In church. They sang in church. One who recently has died from drugs, Whitney Houston. She got her start. Have you ever seen those? I've seen videos of her singing in her church choir. She used to use it for the Lord. Later, started using it for herself and didn't didn't end real well for her. Many other people like that. When they started, they they started singing in their church. God gave them a gift. They used it for God. Later, they found out, you know what? I could use this for myself and make a lot of money, and it ended up destroying their life. Many people in many different areas, many many abilities. There's lots of people in churches that have talents that they if they wanted to use them for the world, they could be very successful. But they've chose to use those gifts for God, and God and they've done great things for God. But many people they've decided, you know what? I don't like where I'm at, and they try to go somewhere else. They try to do something else. Let me tell you something. This hand. It can't do anything unless it's connected to the rest of the body. It's it's got it's got to be connected. It needs to be hooked to the rest of the body. And spiritually, if we're going to be able to do what God wants us to do, then we've got we've got to be connected. We've got to be we've got to be committed. We can't go uh, and just we none of us can do it on our own. We can't do the work of the church on our own. A church, it's not a building. It's a called out assembly. That's why God said, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is. A church, it's a group of people. You are the church. You are. And I tell you, for years, there's been times in history, places where people, they had to meet in caves, where they've even met outside, or they've met in other people's houses. And let me tell you, those people, they were a church just as much as we are, or just as much as anybody in the biggest fanciest church building in the state of Illinois. And God uh, God has given all of you abilities. He's given you talents and He's given you a part. And I challenge you to search and try to find what that is and to put it to use. I I encourage you if the Lord is leading you, listen, we don't don't want anybody. We, We love people here in this church. We want everybody to come we can possibly get. But you know what? If the Lord doesn't want you here, then, you know, you shouldn't be here. I don't want somebody else's body parts. I'd like to keep my own. <laughs> this one that God's given me is what I want. If I ever need a transplant or something, uh, you know, I'll get one. Uh, but I want to make sure uh, I get some good doctors and that it's done right and that it's the right. Uh, you know, they've got to have certain blood types and things for blood transfusions and different things like that. And listen, we sometimes we're going to get some transplants here. People from other churches that come and they join this church. And that's fine. But there's, there's a right way to do that. And there's a wrong way to do that too. And if the Lord, if the Lord wants you here, the Lord can make you a part of this church. He'll give you a place. He'll give you something. You can do great things. But if it's not where God wants you, then, you know, don't do that to yourself. And don't do that to us. And we're not trying to run anybody off. If it was my, if it's up to me, Y'all stay. Never go anywhere. <laughs> That's just me. But we're wanting to follow God. It's Him that joins the body together. But I hope this helps you understand just the importance of the church and church membership and being 
committed. And if the Lord has spoke to you about that, I hope I hope you will talk to me about that. Uh, if you, if you, maybe there's some things you don't understand, some questions you have, man, listen anytime. I'd love to I'd love to help you with that because we all need it. One thing we're seeing all over across America today is we're seeing churches close down. More and more people are saying, "I'm fine without church." And look how you know what? And look what's happening in our country today. It doesn't work. We all need it. We all need it. If I would, if I believe myself. If I was to get out of church, if I if I wasn't around God's people on a regular basis, I, I don't think it would take long at all for me to be in huge trouble spiritually. And I'm not going to take that chance. God's put me here, and I plan on staying. And if the Lord wants to transplant me and put me somewhere else, that's up to Him. But I'm here right now. This is this is my church. You are, you know, you are a part of the same body I am, and you're all. And as far as I'm concerned, you're all important. And the thing we need to remember too, most importantly, the head of the church is Jesus Christ. The most important part. We want to make sure we're a part of His church. Let's all stand together with our heads bowed and eyes closed.